Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome! Zazlo Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday. The 29th of August. Good to have you aboard. 
presented as always by our title sponsor, Anna Jaren Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Today's a big day. Is today a big news day? I don't know. By the time you're listening to today's episode of Zaslow Show 2.0, you may have gotten the big news already because today is cut down day. That's right. And in addition to names that are going to be out there that maybe you didn't think were going to be out there, Jonathan Taylor is at the center of everybody's attention and focus. Can the Dolphins pull up a trade for arguably the best power running back in the National Football League? I don't know. Jim Irsay's kind of a kook. So we'll see what comes about today. So, like I said, today could be a big news day. We'll have to wait and see. We're going to talk plenty about that. It's a Tuesday, which means we got Twitter Jam. Twitter Jam, you could guess what it's going to be on. I just gave it away there. Also, we're going to talk to SI senior NFL writer Connor Orr is going to join us. We'll do some NFL with him. He actually did. He he didn't simulate. He predict like he goes over the schedule for every sing every team in the National Football League and does that's a win, that's a win, that's a loss, that's a win, that's a loss. He does it for every team, so he gives you the record for every team in the National Football League coming up, his predictions, and gives you the whole schedule, win, loss, that whole deal. So we'll go on with that with him. Connor Orr will join us coming up on the program. And yeah, so we got fun stuff going on today. I do want to start here. I'll start here with a couple things before we get to the Dolphins stuff. Number one. Yesterday, I watched the movie, you know, I'm, I'm with my son in the afternoon. My older son, he went to high school. High school, man. My older son is in high school now. Today was his first day of high school. So yesterday, his last day before the school year starts, he's been wanting to watch Interstellar. He's, he's on a Christopher Nolan kick right now because we saw Oppenheimer a few weeks ago, the four of us. Zaslow family outing when we were in Tennessee. We went to go see Oppenheimer on a rainy day. So... My older son is on on a Christopher Nolan kick right now. <laughs> we watched Inception like a week or two ago. He liked it. And he's been wanting to see Interstellar. So, yeah, he's, you know, Dad, do you want to watch Interstellar? Yes, I do, son. So we watched Interstellar yesterday. And I really like that movie. But I will t- So yesterday was the third time that I've seen Interstellar. And I think I enjoyed it the most yesterday. My third watch, I enjoyed it the most because I really feel now it's a difficult movie to understand at first. And I really feel now I got a really good grasp. I have a really good understanding of not what the movie's about. It's it's easy to understand what the movie's about. But to understand everything that takes place in the movie, that could take a couple watches. That could take some questions, I would tell you. So for the third time seeing it, I feel like I understand everything really well at this point. And I definitely understand, you, you know, as far as, uh, you know, look, if you've seen Interstellar, there are, there are parts that are easy to understand, and there are parts that are a lot more difficult, especially when, like, he's he's behind the bookshelf. You under, that's a pretty heavy spoiler right there. I apologize for that. But especially when he's behind the bookshelf with the fifth-dimensional beings. Although, f- forget about a spoiler. Interstellar's been out for like 10 years now. Fuck it, whatever. So I feel like at that point, I really, yesterday's watching, I got a really good grasp. Like I got, so I sent out a tweet yesterday 
Just watched Interstellar for the third time. My son's first time. Movie is so damn good. And it really is. It is so damn good. And I enjoyed it the most upon the third viewing yesterday. Inception, outside the Batman movies. Inception had always been my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. It might be Interstellar now. It might be my favorite. And oh my god, like the score? Unbelievable in that movie. So, (laughs) my son enjoyed it. And look, at his age, 14 years old, I'm sitting there with him, and I'm able to say, hey, you know, every now and then, do you understand everything that's going on? This, that, that. And so, he's got someone, while he's watching it for the first time, and especially at his age at 14, I'm there to kind of help clean up some of the confusion. So, I'm pretty sure he understands everything watching it the first time as well. And, like, I got a message yesterday on Twitter. You don't understand Interstellar. I'm like, no, after seeing it three times, I think I understand it now. Which I do. I understand Interstellar now. But there are movies out there. So it got me thinking. I sent out a tweet this morning. All right. And first, actually, the first tweet that I sent out was, what is a movie that everyone loves that you just don't understand? And, and that being like, like maybe like a movie like Interstellar, everybody loves it, and you you don't understand it. You know, it's 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 a very tough movie to understand. But then I started getting responses, movies like Step Brothers, Dumb and Dumber, The Big Lebowski. I'm like, how the fuck don't you understand The Big Lebowski? You don't understand Dumb and Dumber. It it's not exactly a brain teaser. And then I think some people were taking the wording, what is a movie everyone loves, you know, like The Big Lebowski, that you just don't understand, meaning not that you don't understand the plot, but I think you thought that I'm saying you don't understand why people love it. So I changed the wording of the tweet to, what is a movie you did not understand? Just no idea what it was about. That's that's clear, right? Yeah, so... I started to get some responses, and I wanted to go over some of these. So what you can always hit me up at Zaslo Show on Twitter, always on Instagram as well. I'm an influencer, but I love hearing from you guys at Zaslo J. A lot of times you'll get in touch with me on Instagram where I'm an influencer, and then you become famous, you know, because I'm an influencer. Anyway, you can hit me up at Zaslo Show. So what is a movie you you just don't understand? You don't get it. And and look, there are plenty of movies you have to watch a couple times, like. I, I had to watch The Usual Suspects a couple times. I was really young the first time I saw it. I was like 15. I had to watch that a couple times, and then I could understand it. So that everybody has movies like that. But what is a movie you just don't understand? So I got some good replies here. Haley sends me a message here. Mother. Now, a few people sent me excuse me, this movie, Mother. That's the movie. It's a horror movie. That's the movie with Jennifer Lawrence, right? I've never seen it, so... That's that's hard to understand, I guess. I don't know. C-Mac, he sent me Birdman. And then in parentheses, put Michael Keaton. Yeah, I knew you're not talking about a movie about Chris Anderson. The movie Birdman. I, I never saw Birdman. And that was the movie where kind of, like, Michael Keaton got his second wind, right? He hadn't done anything in a really long time. And then he was in this movie Birdman. I think it was nominated for Academy Award. Did it win Best Picture? Maybe. So, see, I never seen Birdman. Enrique, Parasite. Now, I believe that did win Best Picture. At the very least, it was nominated. I know it's a foreign film. There are subtitles. I never saw Parasite. Uh, JMP, Jeremy Marks Peltz chiming in. 2001. I assume he's 2001, A Space Odyssey, Stanley Kubrick. 2001, tried multiple times, didn't get it. Ironically, I think it was one of the inspirations for Interstellar. 
Okay. How about Christian? See here. Had to look up what mother meant after getting traumatized while watching it. That is one of the awesome things about the internet. Well, there's a few awesome things, but one of them is not if you don't understand the movie, but maybe there's just a couple parts like, what does this mean? You know, you know, or something like when I'm watching Interstellar and I could tweet out, uh, you know, something like, how did Edmonds die? You know, on his planet, stuff like that. And you can get a synopsis or if you don't understand the movie, ending of blank explained. So Christian here had to look up what mother meant after getting traumatized watching it. So again, this mother has a couple Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners confused. And Christian had to look up what it meant. All right, maybe I got to see that. Mike in West Palm Beach, The Room. Now, The Room is with, what's her name? Brie, Brie Larson, right? Never seen it. I know what it is. All right, that's hard to understand. Okay, Ben Tenet. Now, that feels like the universal answer, right? Tenet is a Christopher Nolan film. I'm not even going to tell my son to bother watching it. I have no idea. I'm a smart enough dude. Now, it doesn't mean I understand everything, but I have no fucking idea what Tenet was about, and I don't even want to look it up, because if I watch an entire movie two and a half hours long, and I just have no idea what the movie's about, I don't even care to learn. It's okay if I didn't understand a couple things. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? But if I have no idea what te- what, what was going on in Tenet, it is not worth me finding out. Uh, Ali also gave us Tenet. Danny also gave us Tenet. Yeah, Tenet feels like the universal answer. Elgin mentions Tenet. What about Adam? Adam says Total Recall. I wonder if he's doing the the, the newer one with Colin Farrell or the original with Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger. I didn't see the, the newer one with Colin Farrell. The original with Schwarzenegger, I mean, I saw it when I was a kid. I feel like I understood it. Michael says Mama. Now, is he going with... Like, is he mean mother? The same one that a couple other people are? I don't know. Mike is saying there this movie, Gummo. I don't know what that is. And he attached a a trailer on YouTube to this movie, Gummo. I didn't watch it yet. Mike, I'll check it out when I'm done doing the show. My man George, Disco George, says Pulp Fiction. What? Pulp Fiction, my all-time favorite movie. I don't think it's very hard to understand at all. I mean, I watched it for the first time. I was like 14 years old. And then when you get to the end scene with, you know, Pumpkin and Honey Bunny, it's like, oh, I see what's happening. You know, you eventually get it. George, you don't understand Pulp Fiction? William didn't understand Idiocracy. That's what Luke Wilson never saw it. Carlos mentions a movie here I've never heard of. Unbearable Lightness of Being. He did not understand. Never even heard of it. Norman chimes in with Avatar. I guess, I mean, Avatar Avatar is like Dances with Wolves, right? And, and, and I'm saying right because, not that I've never seen it, but I don't get Avatar. And what I mean by I don't get Avatar, I watched like the first hour of it, however many years after it came out at home, and I shut it off. I, I couldn't get through it. I, I, don't, I don't care about Avatar. It does nothing for me. Alfonso gives a movie called Blue Velvet. I think I've heard of it, but I don't know what that is. And, and my guy Michael Jason here says, Jaws. There's no way he's telling the truth. What's not to understand by Jaws? So, it had me thinking yesterday. I think that's a fun little... I I like being able to get the listeners involved in the show, you know? So I thought that was a fun way to get everybody involved in the show today. 
I understand Interstellar. My son understands it now because I was sitting right there. I was able to answer any questions he had. But I definitely did not understand everything the first viewing. But yesterday was the third time that I've seen it. So, yeah, I understand it totally fine. But for me, if you ever say, what is a movie that you just, you don't understand and you can't even fake it? I feel like the universal answer is Tenet. I, who the fuck can understand what that movie is? I dare you to explain what that movie is about. You have no idea what Tenet is about. All right, so thanks everybody for participating there. You can always get at me at Zazlo Show. You know what else you need to get at? Is making sure you got the right homeowner's insurance. If you're not covered, you are at serious risk. Especially, hey, on the west coast of Florida, you got that storm coming tonight. We'll get to what that means in a second. But you got to make sure that you're covered so you're not laying awake at night. You can't sleep because you're worried about what's going to happen to your home without homeowner's insurance. Maybe you have homeowner's insurance and you're not covered properly. Or your rate sucks. You're paying too much money. That's why I sent you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Brunt Insurance, 954 589 2204 or go to bruntinsurance.com no, top five in the country number one rated insurance agency in the state of florida and that's because wherever you're calling from they have offices throughout the state so you could be calling from up north in pensacola all the way as far south as the keys brunt insurance is delivering you that comprehensive insurance tailored exactly to your needs Greg Brunt and his staff at Brunt Insurance, they have the experience and the expertise. They know whatever area you're calling from, so they know exactly what type of coverage you need. Hey, they also offer extensive policies on motorhomes and trailers. Let their team help you learn more about all the policy options so you can make an informed decision. It's not going to keep you up at night. And you know what? I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now, but also... Automobile insurance, you need motorcycle, you need boaters insurance, you're making the right call. 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com. Guys, I also want to make sure you get the best sleep possible. One of our great sponsors, been with us for about, about four or five months now, Sheets and Giggles. You know how the Zazlos are getting that great sleep. We wake up in the morning so refreshed because we're sleeping on sheets and giggles, naturally softer, cooler, the most breathable sheets you've ever slept on. My all-time favorite comforter. Oh my God. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? Go to sheetsgiggles.com, search around, peruse around, and then you pick up yourself a comforter and some fitted sheets and some pillowcases. My man Colin, he's the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. He figured out how to make sure we're getting the saltest, best sheets out there, but also making sure it's super environmentally friendly. He cares about planet Earth. He wants us to be here on this planet. Speaking of interstellar, he wants us to be here on this planet forever and making sure we get the best sleep possible. And that's courtesy of Sheets and Giggles. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never turns back. Use my promo code Zazlo upon checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order. Sheets and Giggles. Love having them on the show. Sheetsgiggles.com. So, today is cut down day. By the time you're listening now. Now, now there's like an unofficial 4 p.m. deadline also for a Jonathan Taylor trade. So, are the Dolphins going to land Jonathan Taylor? We know the Dolphins are involved. We keep hearing about a possible second team. Who is it? 
I don't know. Is today the day that the Dolphins pull the trigger on Jonathan Taylor? I don't think it's going to happen because the Dolphins are fiscally responsible. They're not going to give this monster deal to Jonathan Taylor. They're going to do it on their terms. So can they get him to accept it? Also, Jim Irsay, kind of a nut. What is he asking for? They already said they want at least a first-round pick. Are the Dolphins, they don't have a first-round pick for the next couple years. What are they going to give up? Can they get the Colts to agree in what's already a messy situation? And the Dolphins, when they place a value on a player, they don't budge. We want the player on our terms, not your terms, not your terms, our terms. So my best guess is that a deal doesn't get done. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong also because the Dolphins have not had, the Dolphins have not had a stud running back, a power running back, one of the best running backs in the entire league in 20 years since Ricky Williams. The Dolphins have not had that stud behind the quarterback that you say, give him the ball, he's going to get it done for you. And man, like if you're not old enough to remember what Ricky Williams was like, he was probably the most fun offensive player the Dolphins have ever had. Yes, I understand Tyreek Hill and what he's doing right now, but there's something about a bruising running back who will run you over. And that was Ricky Williams. Got the dreads flying all over the place. Love Ricky Williams. Jonathan Taylor is that kind of running back. So is today the day the Dolphins get it done. I don't know. I can't predict the future. But that's what's at stake here today. So, that's what we're keeping an eye on. And today, being a Tuesday, means let's get to this week's edition of Twitter Jam. So today's Twitter Jam is on, yes, you guessed it. Jonathan Taylor. First up here, this tweet is from a guy called Kendall Beck. He's the co-host of All About the Birds. That's a Philadelphia Eagles show. And he says here, according to Benjamin Albright, the Eagles have been sniffing around the Jonathan Taylor situation. It's unknown if Philadelphia has made an offer, but there's at least some level of interest The Eagles and Dolphins have been the only reported teams interested in Taylor. The Colts set a deadline for a trade to be materialized and a new contract to be agreed upon by 4 p.m. today. All right, so that's from at Quebec Eagles. This tweet here is from King of Finland. That's like Finns, like Dolphinland, all right? Settling everybody, today is a big day. The Dolphins have to get rid of 21 more players to get their roster down to 53. Today is the last chance to trade for Jonathan Taylor. Both of these have deadlines at 4 p.m. East. So the next eight hours or so, that's at the time of the tweet, are about to be action-packed. This tweet here is from Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet from NFL Network. And this is from Good Morning Football this morning on NFL Network. Cutdown day is upon us with hundreds of moves to go, but all eyes are on Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. Here's Ian Rappaport. Eyes are on Jonathan Taylor today, the Colts star running back who has been in the news for more than a month now, of course, requested a trade, then received permission to seek a trade. I'm told there are at least two teams still interested with offers to the Indianapolis Colts. The Miami Dolphins is one of those teams. They have been long rumored to be a potential landing spot for Jonathan Taylor. Time will tell if general manager Chris Ballard pulls the trigger on this trade for me. Just from what I know about the situation, hard to imagine 
Taylor returning to the Colts and playing for them, although I guess theoretically anything is possible. Either way, today should be the long-awaited conclusion of the Jonathan Taylor saga. All right, so that's Ian Rappaport again. That was from early this morning. Great show. Good morning, football. Watch those guys every morning on NFL Network as I get ready for the today's edition of Zaslow Show 2.0. And speaking of which, good morning, football tweets out at GMFB. Should the Dolphins go all in for Jonathan Taylor? Well, here's Jason McCourty. He's one of the hosts of Good Morning Football. Looks at some of Mike McDaniel's previous rushing leaders. And to your point, however many picks you're trading, whatever contract you're getting, I look at this Miami Dolphins team, and the key is Tua staying healthy. And beyond that, last year, Mike McDaniel was ranked 31st in rushing attempts. He wasn't even handing the ball off to know whether there was a strong running game with Mostard and Jeff Wilson. And then you go even further back, and you look at his time in San Francisco. He was the run game specialist. He was the offensive coordinator. And each year he was there, there was a different guy that led them in rushing. And then in 19 and 21, they ended up in a Super Bowl one year in their conference championship. And they had a ton of success with different guys running the ball. It didn't take just one guy to come in and carry the entire load for them. So I look at a Mike McDaniel-led offense. I think it's less about making sure a guy like Jonathan Taylor who's there. But don't get me wrong. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute stud, the type of superstar you would want on your team. If you can get him at the right price, okay. But when you say the words go all in, Mm -hmm. that to me is a little terrifying because I look at them. They went all in for Tyreek Hill. You have Jalen Waddle there. You have guys that Tua can spread the ball around and get the rock to and be able to have a good offense. Last year, they were one of the best offenses in the NFL with Tua in there at quarterback. So that's the only thing I'm looking at, and it's nothing against Jonathan Taylor. I think he's I, one of the best running backs. Can we look at- All right, so there you go. That's Jason McCourty. Let's continue on here with Twitter Jam. This is from Dolphins Weekly. That's at Jason underscore Sarney. And he tweets out, Yesterday morning, I said my percentage for Jonathan Taylor to Miami was 40%. After 24 hours, I've moved it to 60%. If you see one more bunt or single today, if you see one more bunt or single today, the Dolphins are hitting a home run next. All right, he's he's very into it. Neil Driscoll. He's at Neil Driscoll. He uh, calls the Fin Too Deep podcast. And he says, Happy National Jonathan Taylor Trade Day for those who celebrate. Do Ursay and Ballard take the highest offer at this point, or do they hold Taylor hostage? And finally, got one more for you here. This is from Stephen Holder, at Holder Stephen. He's an NFL reporter, ESPN. He's based out of Indianapolis. Used to cover the Miami Heat, as a matter of fact. He tweets out, Jonathan Taylor update. Talks continue, and as expected, this will go down to the wire. One tidbit. I believe there to be a second team involved beyond the Dolphins, which would certainly change the dynamics. And that right there is another edition of Twitter Jam. Here's the thing, though, with the idea that there's another team involved. Normally, we find out the other team. You want to be able to pit them against each other, right? Well, the fact that we don't have the name of the other team kind of feels like the Colts are trying to make the Dolphins believe there's another team so they can up the offer. I feel like if there were actually, and I know, you know, it may be the Eagles or that team, but Stephen Holder's dialed in. He doesn't even know. So if we don't really know who that second team is, that's probably just a ploy by Ursay and Chris Boward in Indianapolis. I don't know. We'll see. So today's a big day. 
Also, right, we're going to talk to Connor Orr, Sports Illustrated. We'll ask him about Jonathan Taylor, and we'll go over his predictions for this year as he he, he essentially simulated the entire NFL schedule. And, and, and I can tell you right now, the Dolphins, he has Dolphins, an eight-win team. Does not have them winning the AFC East. Does not have them even making the playoffs. You're going to be stunned at who he has winning the division. So we'll get Connor on in a moment here. But I do want to mention, speaking of Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated sent out this morning, uh, I'll give you a little bit of wrestling here real quick. AEW, All Elite Wrestling, just had a major show this past weekend. AEW All In in London, 81,000 people were there. It was a really good show and a really big deal for AEW and a really great thing for the pro wrestling world. And CM Punk, you never know what to believe when it comes to the dirt sheets and all the rumors and stuff. But apparently, the the reports were for the last couple days that at this show, CM Punk had a backstage altercation with Jack Perry. But again, you don't know what to believe because the dirt sheets know the, the all the clicks, the big headlines are CM Punk and CM Punk getting into trouble and backstage stuff. Well, Sports Illustrated reported this morning, AW has actually suspended, not storyline. This is not kayfabe. This is real. That AEW has in fact suspended CM Punk and Jack Perry. I mean, he, he, he ju- he's just been back for a couple months from the previous suspension. Continues to get into fights with dudes backstage. And once again, after a major show and a major win for AEW, CM Punk continues to make it all about himself and gets into a fight. So instead of everyone talking about how amazing All In was, we're talking about CM Punk getting into backstage altercations. What an asshole. Like, he can't just get along with people. Why can't he stay out of trouble? Like, what a dick. And you hear about all these things about how difficult he is to work with. Just such an asshole. Suspended again. And AEW has another pay-per-view this weekend, All Out. And it's in Chicago, where that's where Punk is from. That's a huge show. For CM Punk, and now he just got himself suspended. And he's not even going to be there. Just, I, I mean, I just wonder, look, CM Punk is so polarizing, and I do believe he brings eyeballs. But at some point, you know, he, he's ruining morale. You can't continue to have everybody fighting with him. Eventually, if you're Tony Khan, you got to get rid of this guy. I mean, what, what an asshole this CM Punk is. Suspended again? Really? And making it about himself again. When all we should be talking about is what an awesome weekend of pro wrestling and what a big win for AEW. 81,000 people at Wembley Stadium in London. Anyway. All right, everybody knows all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. European roots of the Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You can purchase a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. And joining us here, look, it is football season. Obviously, we got week one college football coming up this weekend. But we're, we're getting close. We're about nine days away. Quick math, nine days away from the start of the NFL season. Sports Illustrated senior writer Connor Orr joining us here, who who goes through a very, what I imagine, exhaustive exercise where Connor so every season you pick every single game 
in the NFL season, you don't post the scores, but you, you put the schedule, win, loss, all that deal, AFC, NFC, all the records. How long does this take you to complete? Uh, a couple days because, you know, once you get done and I, I did, I did, I have some regrets with kind of how everything turned out this year, but once you get done inevitably, and I have my editor, Mitch Goldich kind of backstop me, I'll have one game where I give both teams a win. And then you got to go back through the whole schedule and find why you got 273 and 271 instead of 272 and 272. So it's, it, it's exhausting. It's aggravating, but it, it is fun because I hate when people pick records and they're like, oh, well, this team's going to go 10 and six and this team's going to go 10 and six. Well, some teams got to go two and 15. You know, some teams got to have a really bad season. And this is the only way to ferret that out, I think, uh, properly. So you could go check it out, obviously, si.com slash NFL. Connor Orr picks all the games. And let's start out. Look, we're, we're Miami. We're a Miami sports show for the most part. So let's look at the AFC East, which. I would say, Connor, has got to be one of the more polarizing predictions that you made as far as your divisions, right? Yeah, I, I caught when one of my friends sent me uh, Chris Broussard on Fox said I was an absolute fool, um, <laughs> So, which is good. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I, I realize it's controversial. But I, yeah, I have the Patriots winning the AFC East, and here's why. I, I think that every one of the other teams has a sort of fatal flaw where if it's exposed i think the whole season goes downhill like the miami dolphins don't have a great offensive line i think we saw tyreek hill not break down towards the end of last year but when he gets tired and the physical load compounds you can't do what you do with him at the beginning of the season at the end of the season and that makes you a little bit less effective we're also betting on a speed, a bunch of speed-oriented players staying healthy for an entire season, and Tua staying healthy. That's a big bet for me. A big bet for me is the Jets' offensive line, which is maybe possibly going to rely on Mackay Becton in some way, shape, or form here, and a 37-year-old Dwayne Brown to be your left tackle, plus a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers to be your quarterback. I think that defense is great, but I don't know. And Buffalo, what? How many teams do we see that have that? Year after year after year, they're they have this success. And you know, minus Tom Brady and the Patriots, minus Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, are they due for just a one-year regression? And I'm just saying that all these things are possible to hit at the same time. I mean, I remember last year picking five, four teams to have a winning record in the AFC West. I thought that division was going to be full of world beaters, and all of a sudden, half those teams were, you know, picking in the top 10 of the draft. So for folks out there who haven't checked it out yet, Connor has the Patriots winning the AFC East 10 and 10 wins has the Dolphins an eight win team. So actually one win fewer than last year. Now, as of us speaking right now, now today is cut down day this afternoon, as of us speaking right now, nothing has happened. How much do you think your opinion on the Dolphins would change if they do land Jonathan Taylor later today? I think if they landed Jonathan Taylor and like Trent Williams, <laughs> then I would feel a lot better about the team. But no, I mean, I, I on you know, obviously that would make them a, a better team. And, you know, I, I just don't know if, you know, running backs can change the equation for me 
in certain situations. Like I thought the Ezekiel Elliott signing was smart in New England because it's cheap. It helps them with pass protection and they didn't have a goal line back. And so with Miami, it's like, do, do you just not think that you have a number one guy right now? Uh, are you not confident in any of the people you have as a number one guy? Is he going to be a rotational guy? Like what is he adding to the fold uniquely? And I, you know, I, I think I'd need to see that firsthand in, in terms of what, you know, why he's so coveted. By I mean, the Dolphins. can you just imagine after all these years where the Patriots have Brady, the rest of the division has, has really, has really been shit for 15, 20 years, you know? And now finally, when the other three teams have right or wrong, Super Bowl expectations, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Patriots are the team that everybody is doubting. Can you imagine what the reaction would be if it's the Patriots who still win that division? Well, I think it would be one of surprise, but I'll go back to this. They had the second best defense in the NFL last year. I think that there is a puncher's chance that they have the best defense in the NFL this year. Uh, I went to go see them at camp and they looked really good in the preseason. Okay. They had the 25th best offense and they had a defensive coordinator calling their plays last year now you bring in bill o'brien from uh you know who was in new england and came back from alabama and you know couldn't say enough about what i've heard about this guy in terms of how he evolved as a play caller during his time with nick saban okay so let's say you make it from the 25th best offense to the 13th 14th whatever they were with mac jones when josh mcdaniels was there all of a sudden that's a pretty good football team i mean that's you know i think we're just sort of knocking the Patriots way far down because they made a clear and obvious coaching mistake last year. You have the Bengals winning the AFC North and a very strong 13 wins, but I'm wondering, you have the Ravens winning 11 games, so what kind of season do you believe Lamar Jackson ends up having? So I think that the Ravens and the Steelers, uh, you know, I noted in the online blurbs there, I, I could toss those up. So I had the Steelers at nine and eight and the Ravens at 11 and six. I could see the Steelers at 11 and six and the, and the Ravens at nine and eight. But I do think that, you know, having a quarterback like Lamar empowered by his offense. I mean, he mentioned that a few times this offseason where he's drawing up plays that are actually getting put into the playbook, which was a big departure from where they were with Greg Roman. And I just think that old offense got a little stale. I do. I think it's going to be, you know, he's saying he's going to throw for 6,000 yards. Do, do I think that's going to happen? No, but do I think that they're going to be a little bit more efficient? Probably. And, uh, and do I think Lamar is going to be a little less pigeonholed? Yeah. So I, I think that that leads to an improvement. No doubt. In the AFC South, the hot, the, the hot pick is the Jacksonville Jaguars, but you still like Tennessee being steady and atop that division. Yes. I do because they signed DeAndre Hopkins and I'm not saying that that's going to make them good, but the signing of DeAndre Hopkins to me indicates that Mike Vrabel thinks he can win. And if Mike Vrabel thinks he can win, I have a hard time betting against him because he's outcoached his expected wins and losses. I think every year since he's been a head coach in the NFL and you never know. I mean, you have a lot of these older guys, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, it could go either way, right? They could completely phase out or you could get that one last good season out of them. And, and why not? Why can't we get another, you know, 12, 1300 yard season out of Derek Henry? For the Colts to win eight games, that's obviously not a playoff team, but that would probably mean Anthony Richardson has a pretty good rookie year, right? Could be a potential rookie of the year. I think his coach could probably have a shot at coach of the year, um, especially after the Jeff Saturday debacle, if you juxtapose those two things. And I just think they're going to be tough. They're going to be a tough matchup. I mean, you look at him in the preseason, Anthony Richardson, and 
when he leaves the pocket, he's he looks like Derrick Henry throwing a football. And it, I think that's going to be tough to stop. If he can, if his body can hold up for 17 games, I would say look out. In the AFC West, you have the Chiefs winning the division, but they're not running away with it. And they're not running away with the AFC as a whole either. An 11-win Chiefs team and a 10-win Charger team. So you believe the Chargers are right there with Kansas City with a chance to win that division. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen stay healthy, I think they win the division. But, you know, I, I you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to, you know, that that's a tough call, right? I think they've only played a handful, very small handful of games together uh, over their time. But uh, new offensive coordinator, I think Justin Herbert is going to be throwing the ball to corners of the field that we haven't seen him throw to. And uh, they're just deep. They're deep offensively. And uh, I, I think this is the year that that uh, that Brandon Staley gets things rolling there. Is this the last year of Russell Wilson as a starting quarterback? I think so. Uh, you know, I, I think to have to to need to have him in for two series in a preseason game. Now, every Broncos fan is saying, okay, we blew out the Rams 41-0 a couple weeks later. Why isn't anyone talking about that? Well, because most of those Rams players aren't going to be, you know, on the roster. And so, you know, that is what it is. It's, it's the third preseason game. And uh, But I, I, I just saw a lot of the same sort of issues with Russell Wilson in the preseason that we saw last year when he was struggling. So in the NFC... Dallas Cowboys, you have them winning the NFC East. Does that mean that something went wrong for the Eagles or things just went really right for the Cowboys? I think standard regression for the Eagles, right? You lose your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator. You're still depending on Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson to anchor that offensive line. Fletcher Cox, um, Brandon Graham to anchor that defensive line. Uh, And yes, I mean, they're infused with a lot of young talent, right? But that's got to catch up to where they are as a roster. and. Again, you're breaking in a new DC. You're breaking in a new OC. Um, it's going to look a little bit different. Um, Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator last year, got a head coaching job for a reason, right? And so, you know, can you replicate that scheme? Can you replicate the play calling ability? Well, we're going to find out. Can you make sense of the Trey Lance acquisition in Dallas? Does that mean anything to you? Uh, I, you know, I think probably Jerry Jones, in some degree, his staff is probably just enamored with potential. Um, you know, he has always taken big swings on guys. I mean, back to, you know, Jalen Smith, when he had that, uh, you know, the knee injury that almost derailed his career. He, you know, I think Jerry Jones does like the high ceiling acquisitions. And this is certainly one, if you spent the time to break him in, I, I, I you know, I, do I think it's threatening Dak Prescott in any way? I know. So in the NFC North, you have Detroit winning the division, which a lot of people have. But the thing that stood out to me, Connor, was you got the pa- excuse me, you got the Packers winning ten games. So Jordan Love is probably having a pretty great first year as a starting quarterback with the Packers. Yeah, I really liked him in the preseason, and you know, you watch him and he's decisive, right? He gets rid of the ball quickly and. That's, you know, that's indicative of someone who understands where he's supposed to be and where he's supposed, you know, you go back and you watch CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson, um, you know, some of these other guys, Will Levis, it takes a while for them to decide where to throw the ball. They're late on a lot of throws, but love is he's been in the NFL. He's seen the speed. He's acclimated to it. And that's a winning system. I mean, it's a good offense. So I think he'll be fine. The NFC South, which a lot of people would would agree worst division in football. So bad that you think this is one of those years where we have an under 500 team win a division in the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if anyone has the case for New Orleans running away with that division, I'm open to hearing it. But I like the Falcons. I think they can control the clock better with that running game. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Desmond Ritter. But 
I, I think he has enough targets to sort of ease that transition into the NFL, which is always tough. Now, similarly with Anthony Richardson and the Colts winning eight games, if the Panthers win seven games, Bryce Young probably had a pretty decent rookie season, right? Oh, yeah. And if you look at him, I mean, you know, he's getting crushed in the preseason fit from a physical standpoint. That offensive line is bad, but he's getting rid of the ball. He's evading uh, rushers. I mean, his pure talent is off the charts. So I think he's going to have a really good year. He's, you know, he's got Josh McCown with him down there in Carolina coaching the quarterbacks. So I, I think he's in a good spot. And I think that's going to be the beginning of uh, of a pretty good run for him there. And Connor, no real surprise with your NFC West prediction with the San Francisco 49ers, 13 wins, number one in the NFC. But you, it looks like without question, believe the Arizona Cardinals, worst team in football. Yeah, I think they're setting it up to be that way, too. I mean, you know, you just look at all the um, the way that they've kind of organized their offseason, you know, and again, if the Browns basically paying their coach to lose games isn't tanking, then what the Cardinals are doing isn't tanking. But to trade for your potential week one starter like five days before the start of the regular season, I think is indicative of like, hey, we're not we're not really serious about putting a lot of W's on the board here. So good for them, but they should, right? I mean, if they get the number one pick and the Texans are also bad, they have the Texans first round pick, that's going to be the most single draft equity in one draft that we've probably seen in recent NFL history. They could change their franchise. Connor Orr, Sports Illustrated, senior NFL writer. Tell everybody again how they can get a hold. They they can check out. You you don't have the scores, but you have the entire schedule of every team. And you do the old, that's a win, that's a loss, that's a win. Tell everybody how they can check it out. Uh, just si.com slash NFL or, or, you know, go to go to your bookstore, guys, and buy the hard copy. It's in there, too. Football preview issue. It's great, as always. So Excellent job. Thank you, Connor, for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thank you. Excellent job by Connor or there. So like he said, you can pick up the book or you can go online and you can see every division, the records. You can see the schedule. You can see win, loss, win, loss. Like I said there, he's got the Dolphins eight and nine. You don't love that. And like I told him, can you imagine the Patriots after all these years, they still finish first. I mean, look, I've already told you, I think his Patriots team is going to suck. I think going to suck balls. I think they're last. But hey, those are his predictions. He's allowed to make whatever predictions he wants. So there you have it. Appreciate Connor for joining us there. And of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by Johnny Cuba. The summer is almost over. That could be a good thing, all right? There's some good things. There's some bad things about it. Well, one of the good things that it's still summertime, you got those hot summer deals that are going on right now. Still, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. That's right. Make sure you take advantage before summer's over. If you're thinking about getting a new car, you can't decide where to go. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the only car dealership I personally endorse. And that's because if you're thinking about getting a new ride, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. That includes the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent. Whether you're looking for a spacious Subaru SUV for the entire family or you just want a reliable Subaru sedan for yourself, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has the perfect model for you. The North Fort Lauderdale Subaru Promise, guaranteed most money for your trade, three-day exchange policy, out the door in 90 minutes or less after you say yes, 100% credit approval, and lifetime vehicle warranty. You can shop right now, nflsubaru.com. It's so easy to remember, nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go, 
North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. If you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know, but let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you. Water Cleanup of Florida has over 60 years combined experience where their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or your business, Water Cleanup of Florida knows you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. They understand the impact and the stress that an unexpected disaster may cause. So, Water Cleanup of Florida makes the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. You can go to WCUFL.com. You can call anytime. 954-900-8635. That's 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So last night at Boston, a win for the Houston Astros. They're unstoppable. Jose Altuve, he he already had three hits. He needed a home run in this at bat to complete the cycle. And Altuve sends one high, sends one deep, sends one into the Boston night. 13 to 4. Hit number four for Jose Altuve, and he hits for the cycle. Okay, so Jose Altuve completes the cycle there by getting the home run in that final at bat. And I've told you, I'm on record, the cycle is the most overrated stat in sports. Oh, well, Zaslow, how can it be overrated? Look at that. Look how cool that was. Well, Aaron Goldhammer, Cleveland Sports Radio, one of my colleagues at ESPN Radio, I've hosted a couple shows with him, he tweeted out, he quote-tweeted the Altuve home run, incoming Zaslow tweet about how the cycle is the most overrated accomplishment in sports. Yes, it is the most overrated accomplishment. It's a completely overrated stat. It's pretty stupid most of the time. But in that spot where Jose Altuve already has three hits and the fourth hit that he needs is a home run to complete the cycle, then it's meaningful. Then it's cool as hell. When you need a fourth hit to get the cycle and it's a, you, you've already had a home run, a triple, and a double. And you just need a single. You saw this last week with Gunnar Henderson from the Baltimore Orioles. He needed a single to complete the cycle. He hit it down the line. He legged out a double. And his team was like, what are you doing? You only need a single for the cycle. That's when the cycle is stupid. Obviously, a double is better than a single. A home run, a triple, and two doubles is better than a home run, a triple, a double, and a single. That's why the cycle is stupid. But in this spot with Jose Altuve, he needs a home run to get the cycle. And the best thing you could do when you're at bat is hit a home run. So while the accomplishment is overrated, him hitting a home run there in that spot is a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? How about Mike McDaniel, Miami Dolphins head coach? Now we know he cares about his players. We've seen this before. And the other day, Daywood Davis, a wide receiver, he's going to be okay, it looks like. Very scary situation with him. And they stopped the game in the middle of the fourth quarter in Jacksonville. And here's Mike McDaniel giving a very emotional update. He's a, you know, he, he's a, um, 
He's a uh, uh, great. <clears throat> he's a, he's a great spirit. First and foremost, you know he had a um, rookie show, or not uh, not a rookie show, a um, in one of the offensive meetings uh, early on in camp. Um, he did uh, you know a, a rookie event and. You could see the rest of the, and he, he kind of sang a little song, and, he, and then told a story, and you could see the rest of the offense from that point on. Um, really, uh, you know, he's he's magnetic. He, he's got a cool personality to him, and um, and guys really saw that from then on. The receivers already knew it, but from then on, he um, was a guy that you know his teammates really root for. That tells you everything about um, a human being because you can't, in a locker room of, of individuals that spend so much time together, there's uh, there, there's no hiding your 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 the good things and the bad things. Your um, really who you are is really put out there, and um, he's a popular guy amongst our team because of how he works. He. Uh, and he, you know, it's been, um, I had such a pleasure um, in his development process and was excited for um, a couple opportunities he was going to get. Um, but more than anything, um, you know, we're just uh, hoping for a full recovery and have had some good news and hope to have some. Um, I'm actually going big deal. Now, We're not surprised if you know Mike McDaniel, if you followed him over the last year. He definitely cares about his players, all right? That's why the whole thing, how could you throw Tua back out there, was ridiculous. He cares about these guys. But I'm going big deal because I really think the guys in the locker room, they see that like, dude cares about us. I I, I think it makes a difference sometimes whether you're going to play hard or not play hard for your coach. I think that stuff matters a little bit, so I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. The Marlins tonight, short little two-game homestand against their interleague rival, the Tampa Bay Rays. They are in town for two, starting tonight. Santi Alcantara on the hill. The Marlins are just one game over 500 now. Alcantara's on the hill. He's been very good the second half of the season. Unfortunately, the offense has not. The Marlins are two and a half games back of the third and final wildcard spot. So... While they're not in a good spot, and it feels like they're done, tonight, Marlins at Tampa Bay Rays, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Finally, big deal or not a big deal. So yesterday, we played for you the comments of U.S. Olympian Noah Lyles, who takes offense. He decided to take a shot at the NBA. Also taking shots at the United States, but taking a shot at the NBA and NBA players who claim that they are world champions he, he doesn't understand how they're world champions. Here is Stephen A. Smith yesterday on First Take reacting. First of all, congratulations to your greatness. Continue to represent this country the way that you did. Major props to you. I'm sure he's a good brother and a whole bit. He just came across as flagrantly ignorant. And that needs to be said. The, the NBA has established itself as a global iconic brand. Arguably the best player in the game today in a lot of people's eyes is uh, Nikola Jokic, okay? You've got guys from Serbia, Slovenia, you know, the list goes on on Luka Doncic. 
Where's he from? All right, Giannis Antetokounmpo, where's he from? Greece. I'm looking at a number right here. According to a news release posted just last, last October, the NBA currently features 120 players from 40 countries and six continents on its roster for last season. And it's increased now. So how is that not global? How is that not the world champion? The best players from around the world descend upon America to join the National Basketball Association. Of the 450-plus players, nearly a third of them are international players. And the international players, rather than stay over there or electing to stay over in their respective countries or in Europe, China, or wherever the case may be, to play basketball. They want to come to the league, the NBA, because it's the best basketball league on the planet. So Noah Lyles said a very, very, very ignorant comment because a third, almost a third of the players are from around the world. Again, 40 countries, six continents. One could easily argue that NBA players compete more against international competition than he does. My colleague Stephen A. there is 100% right. This Noah Lyles sounded really, really stupid. When you play in the undisputed best league in the world, and then you win a championship in that league, you're the world champions. It ain't that hard. That's a big deal. And that right there is another addition. Courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635 or go to wcufl.com let water cleanup of florida tell you if your water mold or fire damage is a big deal or not a big deal yes fun show today oh look 4 p.m is the deadline today cut down day maybe by the time you're listening right now the Dolphins have acquired Jonathan Taylor. Oh, my God, that'd be so much fun. We would have so much fun tomorrow morning doing the show. Hey, tonight, make sure you listen. I'm on ESPN Radio tonight. I'm co-hosting Joe and Amber. I am filling in for Amber Wilson. You know her, best girl. I'm co-hosting with Joe Fortenball. I'm looking forward tonight. So 7 to 9 p.m., make sure you listen ESPN Radio tonight. Two-time championship broadcaster. I will be filling in for Amber Wilson tonight. Thanks, everybody, who helped put together a great show today. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow morning. Know what that means.